0: It is Wednesday, April the 10th, 2019. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about cruise ships. We're going to talk a little bit about skyscrapers. We're going to talk a little bit about politicians and fraud. We're going to talk a little bit about how you incorporate different entities to avoid detection. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Pending legislation that I can't believe hasn't already occurred, and somebody hasn't figured out a way to make money in a very sly way. And because we're going to talk about a couple of different companies, we're going to basically do our typical introduction so that anyone who thinks we're promoting something knows that we're not. Because of our extensive holdings, we always do this, but it is what it is. So here's what I want you to do go get a cup of coffee, sit back, relax for the next 60 seconds. And if you want to listen to this, that's fine. If you don't, that's good as well. Go take a potty break, get a cup of coffee. But I want you to connect the dots with me because this one could capsize a few ideas you have about safety and who's looking out for your best interests.
1: Connecting Dots is a production of Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed-cost investing. All rights reserved. Rebroadcast or distribution prohibited without expressed written authorization. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This broadcast does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Always read in all applicable information carefully before making an investment decision. Investments are not bank guaranteed, not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed.
0: Number 1. So I've been out of town, I just got back in, and one of the things I was doing is I took a look at Facebook. I do that every once in a while. And I was looking and saw something of interest, which occasionally I find something of interest on Facebook. And it was all about this contraption that has been invented by a Russian company. And the Russian company is called Spars, Spars Technology. And it's kind of an amazing thing because what this thing is, is it's a inflatable, well, what do I call it? It's an inflatable a parachute. It's an inflatable bouncy room. It's something that's kind of cool. I mean, it's really, really cool. So here's what it is. We were, I'm looking at the Facebook and they've got this video of this guy sitting on the ledge of a window a okay, high rise. It looks to be about you know, five or six stories up. And this backpack explodes and it fills with air. Okay, So in essence, what's happening on the back of this fella is a bouncy house. Now, if you go online and look up Spars technology, you'll see that this is a Russian company. And what they've done is they basically have created a a thing where, if you want to get out of a high rise, and again, we're not talking about that high, okay? It's not, it's like 150 feet up, so it's not the tallest thing in the world. And it can carry about, or it can support about 330 pounds of human weight. So this bouncy house, I don't know how to describe it any other than that, blows up in your back, and then you just Lean out. Like if you've ever been scuba diving and you're on the side of a boat, you so instead of jumping in, you just lean back and it fall in. That's one way to do it, right? So what happens, then the the parachute opens up and down you go. So it's gathering air. It's slowing you down. And when you hit, on, hit the ground, you're hitting back first. And it's cushioned by this bouncy house. <laughs> That's just the way it is. No ifs, no ands, no buts about. It's kind of cool. So I started looking at and saying, well, I wonder when we started going from fire safety nets to these, you know, blow up things you've seen on TV. You know, you always see the miraculous saving. Somebody jumps out of a window and they jump into a, 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 you know, I think, uh, what was it? Um, Mel Gibson, in one of the um, movies that he was in with Danny Glover. He jumped out of a window and into one of those inflatable things okay so here's the thing I've got this I've got this idea and I'm thinking this is actually kind of cool because I mean it's been since the 1800s that we had these fireman safety nets right you've seen the pictures where they hold the safety net and and out you jump the window and there you go so I did a little reading about these blow-up survival things and Firemen hate it. And most places don't have them. Like, I guess they really don't work. Because trying to reposition and drag these things around is a real pain in the rear end. So as a result of that, what do you do? Well, you gotta, you got to protect people in some way, shape, form, or another. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this makes a, a lot of sense. Now, obviously, it's created by a Russian company, and Russians are not exactly the most popular people in the United States from a political standpoint right now. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, what if they required everybody in a high-rise to have some kind of an emergency escape harness? So I did some more research and looking at these things, and I see that there's actually quite a few ideas out there. One would be a harness that you'd clip on, and you've got, a, uh, again, a, a clip, and you can lower yourself down fairly rapidly. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, but there's a limitation of how far these cables are going to go. I'm thinking about 911 in the World Trade Center, and I'm thinking about all of these high rises. That I mean, we literally have high rises that are going to the. <laughs> I mean, they're big. If you've ever sat down and looked at what some of these high rises, I mean, that overseas, I mean, they dominate that, right? In Dubai, in Hong Kong, Singapore, my God, the height of some of these things. So then I started looking up. And started saying, I wonder if anybody is proposing that we actually begin doing something about emergency escape from high-rises. Number two. So one of the next things I looked at is what about parachutes? I mean, that always makes sense, right? I mean, I've actually said since 9 one man, I would have done anything. I wouldn't have jumped to my death. I would have pulled up carpet. I would have tried to make my own parachute. I'd have done something because I'm not going out. I'm not I'm not doing that, Okay. There's no way I'm dropping that far of my death. I'm going to find some way to try to float, fly. I mean, I'm just the way I am. I probably would have died anyways, like everybody else. On the other hand, I got great luck. I might have been the one guy that survived. And then again, I might have made a lot of money on it if I survived and I could have told my story. But it's not a laughing matter. I think about this all the time and I'm thinking, okay. And I've been thinking about this since nine one one. How do you how do you do this? So do you have Emergency safety harnesses that are on cable. Do you have parachutes? Do you have this Russian-made parachute bouncy house, which is really cool? I got to tell you right now, that's really cool. Just think of it. Think of it like this. Think of the if you remember the Apollo space program, where the capsule comes back and it lands into the uh, ocean, and then it floats for a little while, and then the airbags explode up and it floats right and then the russians they've landed on land for years i mean it'd be nice if you had you know one of those elon musk rockets where you could just nice and you know rocket man glide down that's not going to happen right but what about parachutes okay so i look up parachutes and there's some really cool things out there i mean like there is a spanish company based in madrid where they quite literally uh, have a thing called the SOS parachute. And it's a really pretty neat little thing. You put it on your back and it's one of those ones that's like a, a rectangular shape and you kind of glide and off you go into the sunset and, you know, pretty cool little thing. But that all sounds good, and you got to figure, you know, some people are going to be so freaked out they'll never be able to, to handle the thing. And I thought, well, what if you had a parachute? Now think this thing through, boys and girls. That combined the aspects of this normal winged parachute, and then when you get near the ground, it either has sensors or you could pull a ripcord, and then the bouncy house comes out around you, So that if you like are really uncoordinated and you don't know to hit the ground and drop and roll, like a lot of us were trained years ago, if you've ever wrestled, you learned how to fall. If you were ever in law enforcement, well, I don't know if they teach that stuff anymore, but we learned how to fall years ago, how to pad out, how to throw your arm or leg and have the energy go out instead of breaking bones. But here's the thing. What kind of innovations do we have going on? But could someone make some money off of this? Number three. So I started looking at all the laws, rules, and regulations out there. And yeah, people have been talking about this. But what I think one day we're going to see is how you make money on this is going to be like this. You have a dirty politician. And boy, we got a lot of dirty politicians out there, don't we? Look at these people who go to Washington, especially, who are worth a couple hundred thousand or maybe a couple million dollars, and they come out worth hundreds of millions of dollars. How do you do that? Well, because you're dirty. That's all there is to it. You can't say that about Joe Biden. He's not worth very much. He hasn't either learned how to play the game, or he actually is one of those guys that just went there for his pension and didn't want to uh, abuse the system. I'm not sure. I don't care. It just is what it is. But What you do is you incorporate a business. You incorporate in some place like, oh, South Dakota, and then maybe you incorporate a limited partnership in, oh, say, Delaware, and then you go ahead and create a trust in the Isle of Man, and then maybe you have uh, bank accounts in places like Nevis. So that following the money is pretty hard. Now, journalists, they're not very, you know, investigative. Some journalists do a good job. The journalists who... Invested, investigated Theranos and broke the story in the Wall Street Journal and wrote the book and the movie that is on, I think, HBO now or whatever. I mean, he did a hell of a job. But most journalists really aren't all that hip and digging deep. So it's pretty hard to follow the money. And if you're not really well-schooled in the area of asset protection planning or investigating, again, financial fraud, it can be a little tough. So now you've got all this complex series of corporations and partnerships and trusts and offshore accounts. And then what you do is you get somebody to invest pretty heavily in one of these companies. You just happen to be on one of the committees for a city or county, and you insist that for every single person in a high-rise, you have to have some type of emergency escape device. And then you word it in such a way that there's really only one player that's going to be able to compete. Number four. And once you do that, what do you got? Well, you've got somebody out there who is going to make a lot of money, potentially, on this emergency escape system. And then you get a couple of people together who are political contributors and things begin to roll so that other cities take your model legislation and implement it. And of course, you've got to make sure that all the patents and trademarks and copyrights are in place so that nobody can really kind of get in on your game. So now your buddy's making a lot of money, but your buddy's making a lot of money on this company and the company's doing just fine and Danny. your buddy is, uh, he's got stock. But what you've got is an agreement with your buddy on paper for another company and a whole bunch of shell organizations. And the justification is this: you got cruise ships, right? So take a look at cruise ships and see how many lifeboats these guys have and what do they do. Okay. Now, generally speaking, most of your modern day cruise ships, generally speaking, they got enough lifeboats on one side of the boat for the crew and the entire, um, all of your passengers. They got the same thing on the other side because if a boat should go, you know, capsize, get on one side, um, you got to be able to get off because those, well, those lifeboats are underwater. So they, they're they protected. You know, it's like the old thing. One is none, two is one, and three is two. So at least you got, you know, two boat two sides, you're covered. Again, two is one. Basic concept, basic Military, basic law enforcement type concept. That's why a lot of us, 125 years ago, when we worked the streets as cops, we always had a backup gun. One is none, two is one, that kind of a concept. So I'm thinking to myself, what is the possibility of, especially in New York, and especially like in, oh, any, any city out there, that somebody's going to one day figure out how to make money on these things? Well, the key thing that I'm looking at is which one of these companies could be most favorably acquired or could get an ADR, American Depository Receipt, get listed on the exchanges, one of the exchanges and go public. Who out there is doing that? Number five. So that's the thing that we're going to be taking a look at here at our firm. You see, who is out there promoting this kind of a concept? Who is out there talking about High rises are just like cruise ships. They're just like any kind of ocean going vessel. You need to have lifeboats. And a lifeboat in a big giant building is not exactly a boat, but it is some kind of a device to get you the hell out of that building. Now, if you're in the World Trade Center again and any high rise and some plane comes in and wipe, you know, burns you up, you're dead, right? And the people above might have a hard time getting out. And below, they're going to have a hard time. But if you got to get out, I don't know about you, but I'd like to have some kind of a shot at it. I'd rather fall 20 or 30 feet rather than two or 300 feet. I'd rather have one of those bouncy houses on my back. Even if I'm a lot higher than it's, well, certified for. I want some kind of a shot at it. Ideally, give me that parachute. Boy, I'll tell you what, I like that concept. Now, if I'm only a couple floors up, I might not have enough time to, again, deploy. So I said before, what happens if you have a parachute to jump out of a window, and then you got one of these inflatable bouncy houses that all of a sudden goes around you, and you're like one of those big things that they play games on, and you've probably seen those things where people get inside them and they bounce all around. I don't know about you, but I'll take that all day long. Of course, my luck, I might probably hit a pole and pop the thing, but what do I care? Anything to reduce the fall or the break. But the point is this. Take a look at who is talking about this. Now, I'm not going to point fingers right now, but take a look at who right now is talking about this and then begin to connect the dots. Because if you see somebody talking about this a lot, okay, they're talking about it. And they're in a position to influence others, family, friends, neighbors, relatives, no, co-workers are on some kind of a legislative committee you got a shot at making money if you get on the ground floor. Of course, they're going to be on the real ground floor, but if you know what you're doing, you might make some money. One of the things we do here at Connecting Dots is literally connect dots. Now we're working on a couple of really neat things coming up. One of the things we're going to be putting together. I might wind up doing it today or in the next couple of days. We've got a lot of research on why nuclear power is not being promoted as the most green and efficient power source out there. We're going to connect a lot of dots and people that you've heard their names on a real regular basis and we're going to tell you how dirty business can be. We're also putting together a program on estate planning and that will be an extensive discussion. That'll be a deep dive. Both of those will be deep dives. And again, some of our connecting dots last, oh, anywhere from 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And obviously some like this one's going about 20 minutes, but those are going to be really deep. We're going to get into a lot of detail with that. So what do you say we do this? Okay. That's a wrap for this episode. If you have a comment or an idea, call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864 and leave a message. We truly appreciate your ideas and comments.
1: Thank you for joining us today. This podcast was produced by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. Fixed Cost Financial is a true fiduciary-based investment advisor where you will not pay more if you have more or receive less if you have less. The way we do it, as a true fiduciary, it's better, it's simple, and it works. You can find Fixed Cost Financial online at FixedCostInvesting.com, that's FixedCostInvesting.com.